This week on our 100th episode of Marketing O'Clock. We have news about news. We talk about Google's new publisher center. Facebook has new reporting tools just in time for the holiday season. Chap lets the listeners in on the pizza hotspot of the world. Greg talks a whole bunch about heroes that Google uncovered. I did? Yeah, you did. And we all question where people are going when they're in incognito mode in Google Maps. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news, a proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on December 13th, 2019. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news shows each and every Friday morning. We read all the news. So you don't have to. And today's show, our 100th weekly episode in a row, is brought to you by Search Engine Journal's Top 10 SEO Trends to Watch in 2020 article in the download as well. The biggest SEO trends of 2020, according to 58 experts. This is a 174-page download. Wow. I tried to open it up (laughs) quick. Didn't, Didn't have the... Download this and get yourself some RAM because there's so much information in here. <laughs> That's like as a well. hardcover book. Yeah, you could print it and go to the beach. <laughs> but it's a completely free download. And you can get all sorts of nuggets from folks like Casey Gillette, Michelle Robbins, Ryan Jones, Eli Schwartz, Eric Enga. If you want to just dip your toe in the water, read the blog post. There's the 10 main takeaways. And if you want more, go on and get that free download. Pick it up today, head on over to Search Engine Journal, or you can go to searchenginejournal.com forward slash 2020-SEO-trends and get your free copy. Before we head into the news, a little bit of housekeeping. Thanks to everybody that has helped us get to 100 consecutive weekly news shows. We technically have a few, quite a bit more. We've dabbled around in having some guests on and doing some deep dives, but it's 100 in a week. So I want to just give a couple thanks to our awesome team, Hope, Matt, everybody keeping things going here on the technical side, Search Engine Journal for bringing us into their network and believing in us, our awesome sponsors. We've got some great stuff coming here in 2020. Jen Kate, who's no longer with us, RIP in peace. I was going to say, that sounds really dramatic. <laughs> she helps she's still here spe- on Earth. <laughs> she helps the spearhead of this. Yeah, she's just not, not, not here at the company. Um, and basically anybody who supported us in general, we see all the messages. We appreciate everything. Anybody spreading the word, leaving a review, it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. And of course, Shep and Jess, big thanks for coming on here each and every week and acting a fool with with us all. Well, so thank you, Greg. You yeah. left yourself off that list. Greg's the one who's been on all 100 episodes. It's true. I don't think that's actually true. No. Oh, oh there was that one where we listened we to did. "I'm Every Woman" before. Yeah, by ourselves. <laughs> Earlier, I wasn't on everything either. So everybody who's been part of it. Big thanks. So what's up in the news first here, Shep? First up this week, Facebook is rolling out some new reporting tools. The first is cross-account reporting, and with this you'll be able to see metrics such as reach, impressions, and conversions across multiple accounts. This will show deduplicated reach, which is unique people reached across accounts and campaigns, and it's also fun to say, deduplicated. (laughs) It's hard to say. (laughs) To help better represent the types of audiences targeted, advertisers will be able to see and analyze unique reach across accounts, and this feature wasn't available on exported reports before, so this is awesome. The second is that advertisers will be able to formulate and save custom metrics and apply them to reports directly within the ad manager reporting center. So previously you had to export data from metric base for metric based analysis, which is great news. Anytime I don't have to download something, I'm really happy. Now you can do it right <laughs> online and custom metrics can be used in those cross account reports. So these can be used together. Users can access these new features from the drop down menu and ads manager 
And the article also mentions conversion path reporting at the end, which they introduced earlier this year, but I'm just going to mention it again. It allows you to see which publishers contributed to conversion and you can see how those publishers contribute to the conversion journey across time, which is awesome. Are they deduplicated as well then? <laughs> yes. I just are. wanted to say de-du- <laughs> deduplicated. <laughs> see, it's hard to say. It's very hard to say. Another, I didn't believe you until I tried. Yeah. I'm Another not trying. <laughs> thing in this article that I hope is the last time I see for a while is it started with <laughs> just in time for the holiday season. You just put out a blog post and talked about just I in time know. for the holiday season. How dare you? I didn't put out, I edited the blog post first of all. But I approved it. But come on, all these news people have been saying that since October. That was the first time I said it. And I know, it's like, sorry, Black Friday is gone. What is it called? Just relax for a day. Sunday yeah, is gone. Like that. Yeah. Cyber Monday is gone. <laughs> Green Tuesday is gone. Orange Wednesday. It's all past. <laughs> I'm going to be reading news like the day before Christmas, just in time for the holiday season. It'll definitely just be <laughs> in time at that point. <laughs> RIP in peace. What else is happening? Well, Shep, just in time for the holidays. Smarter organization of top stories is coming to search. And that was not in the headline. I just said that. According to an announcement from Google on Wednesday, they're rolling out a new experience for users on mobile. It's similar to the carousels of articles that you see now in the SERPs when you search for a specific news topic. So Google will now be serving up multiple carousels of stories organized around broader topics related to your search query. So the example that they gave in their announcement was NASA News. That would be the search. And to quote the article, results grouped under the distinct news stories, NASA adds five companies to Moonbid and NASA detects water vapor on Jupiter's moon Europa, along with additional results under also in the news. So those would be three different carousels there. Million dollar question. Yeah. Can you name another of Jupiter's moons? Europa too. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? How many moons are there? Four. Four main moons. There's a lot of them. Do you know any of them? Yes, I do. I didn't even know Europa until I read this. Um, North America. Kana. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Io is another mode. Io? Io. Like just is the letters? I don't know. I don't know. Ganymede, Europa, Io, and Castillo. Did you actually know that? Yeah. He didn't even look for those of us that aren't watching, and he's not on camera anyway. If they are, he didn't even look at his notes. He just no. came, those were out of his head. My son's a big Jupiter fan. Favorite planet? Jupiter? Yeah. Boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. Boom. Oh. Or to learn about moons. <laughs> We don't use the S word in our household. I'm sorry. I cursed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So in addition to those carousels, they're also starting to feature things like what they're calling notable quotes in the carousel display that will help vary the types of content that's being displayed. So it's not so monotonous. It's ironic because I just released something on my own within our show notes only. And instead of notable quotes, it's quotable notes (laughs) where somebody puts internal dialogue (laughs) And so we have many things where it's just like, ugh, this is stupid. We talked about last show where I just said, ugh, for one of the articles. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So that's it. I deemed that quotable notes just in time for Google to make notable quotes. I like that. So you were first is what you're saying. And they just flipped the script on you. Nice. (laughs) So (laughs) this is available now, apparently, for English searches in the U.S. as of this week. And I tried it on my phone. I tried NASA News, that exact example, and didn't see it. But if you try it and you don't see it, there's a nice GIF in the article to see what it looks like. And it should be available soon for folks that don't have it yet. It's rolling out wider in the, quote, coming months. So whatever that means. Next up, just in time for the holiday season, Google is launching (laughs) a new publisher center to help publishers more easily manage how their content appears across Google products. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, it's really good. It's Essentially, it's a merger between two existing tools, Google News Publisher Center and Google News Producer. What will happen is the feature will allow multiple publications to be managed in an easier way to be organized and switched between the publications, improve permission settings for better collaboration with your team and colleagues. And there is also going to be a dark mode and different logos that you can show depending on device and how the settings are that that users have. So the biggest thing that I took away here is though, typically you rely on RSS feed with Google News and it's fed in. You have all your stories. It's it's been a long time been a criteria that's essential for Google News. Um, So now you can point directly to a URL. So it's almost like you are submitting your site to Google News 
and then going on your way, which is good because Google indexes <laughs> everything mm -hmm. and can see things and is quite good. I mean, they're almost a trillion dollar market cap here. But the bad thing is you may have less control, right? <laughs> like basically, like what I talked about at the beginning. So overall, I think that this is going to be amazing. But that thing where you have more control, I don't know. You now can submit the URL. So if you're doing that, I would assume that Google can go ahead, pick and choose what to use for your news. And another thing where I think this could really help marketers is for Discover. You're seeing a lot more Discover traffic. We've talked about it a few shows back that uh, some publishers see Discover traffic, um, just huge waves of that. If you can just submit a URL, not have to pull in news, like this is probably gonna gonna help get more content out there. Um, and especially people that might not be as sophisticated as these huge publications. So. Yeah, I like that. I, I have an issue with Discover, though. I feel like more variety would be better because apparently it thinks the only thing in the world that I care about is Slipknot, and that's not true. <laughs> it's actually true. I, I care a lot. I just showed you Google Discover gave me some good stuff today and we are watching at lunch, and you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's good for you. It's not working so well for me. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take comes from Ryan Jones, the Ryan Jones, at Ryan Jones on Twitter. And he says, if you create a page and then tell your SEO to SEO it, <laughs> it's going to suck. Instead, tell your SEO what type of visitor you want to attract and what your goal is and they can help you create a page that that will kill it and I, the, that that isn't it's we need the ability to edit tweets on twitter yeah that'd be nice <laughs> but that's the, that's, the <laughs> that's <take>. another take <laughs> that that is another take <laughs> <laughs> wow it's really true a lot of times you'll say oh why don't you just have this one rank for that and you're like well this is just talking about cats. We're talking about dogs here, and then we're not trying to rank in Google Shopping. It's your favorite example. <laughs> Can't you just SEO it though? Yeah, just SEO. It. You have to like think about it when you make your site. What every page is going to be used for. And I have another take to piggyback on this, and I think it's unpopular. I don't like SEO as a verb. No, it's I definitely. I terrible. don't. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Another hot take while we're going around the room here, and we're in a safe space. Hate SEM. Yeah. Search engine marketing, get out of here. That's the stupidest Scram. term ever. Scram. Scram. <laughs> but I, to me, the SEO it is what a designer must feel deep down inside when they say, it just needs to pop a little bit more. Oh, just needs yeah. a little more Do pop. they not like to hear that? No. I feel like I say the, that. That's the most offensive thing you can say to <laughs> really? a designer. Yes, don't oh, ever say it. I will stop then because I've definitely said it. You've said it needs more pop to a designer? I've never said it needs more pop, but I probably said make it pop. I know. Well, I don't know. I'm too busy SEOing things. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid. Organic. And social. Here's what's happening in the paid universe this week. So first we have a tweet courtesy of Glenn Gabe, friend of the show. At Glenn Gabe on Twitter. And he noticed this week he was Googling, looking for some appliances, and he was in the local listings, and he saw a listing at the top that at first he looked at it, and he thought it was just a local search result for Rogers Appliances, but it is an ad, and the ad label is really sneaky, especially for local. We've never seen this. It just says ad in black, no box around it, no nothing. We'll put it in the show notes. But it is a little scary for small businesses that mm -hmm. I, at least I thought the boxes were safe. Like, I agree with Glenn. This is a little spooky for those small businesses who are just trying to rank. I know. Yeah. Poor Mrs. Mrs. G's appliances in this example. <laughs> and PC Richard and son. He's got a son, that guy. I always see stuff like this where people spot things in the wild. And I can't get them to come up for myself. But this time I did. And I Googled pizza delivery. <laughs> And we live in Buffalo, New York, which is arguably come at me. Some of the best pizza in the country. I'm going to come at you right now. This podcast is over. <laughs> Buffalo pizza is good. 
name a better pizza. New York City. Well, okay. Oh, you like a floppy piece of greasy pizza where you can't even hold it up and it flops down. What's the good pizza in Buffalo? Um, oh, Casa man. di Pizza, Bob and John's, Franco's. Okay, okay. You're, make, you're making some good points. I like just pizza because on their sign... They have several other things aside from pizza. Oh, there is barely pizza at that place. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. We also have a couple of non-pepperoni eaters in the room, but Buffalo mm-hmm. has special pepperoni. Do the we have the crispy char? cup? Yeah. That people don't know about. I've had over 40 pizzas in 30 days. I don't know if Buffalo <laughs> okay, makes them Papa. <laughs> Anyway, I did this in, from our office, and I, the first result was for Domino's Pizza, and it was an ad, and it had just the little black AD bolded, no box around it. Hmm. At least have like a better chain pizza place. Name a better That's chain not pizza place. Work. <laughs> it's people that need to schlep their poor pizza. Have some respect, Google Ads. This is sad too. They only have three point seven stars, and all the other local ones have above four. Have you That's ever had Domino's? I love Domino's. I have the Domino's app installed on my phone. I get their emails, and they won't even deliver to my house. That's how much I love Domino's. I'm not. A, I haven't had it in a while, but I'm not a fan. It's good. Okay, next up, we have an article from Tom Doton at the information titled, Apple's ad targeting crackdown shakes up the ad market. I found this article to be wildly interesting and I think it is worth a read for anyone. It's not too long, but I will give a brief synopsis. So Safari does not allow cookies from outside companies unless the user goes in and manually enables them. I don't know who is going to do that. Go into their Safari <laughs> Oh, I was just talking with my mother the other day. And she was talking about how she was on her Safari setting and she's really excited about this new feature of enabling that. I just don't see a lot of people going out and doing that. <laughs> just in time for the holidays, enable your cookies. sorry your christmas cookies (laughs) and on top of that they further restricted third-party tracking in 2017 with a new intelligent tracking prevention feature so advertisers can still use contextual advertising or track users on their own site but for the most part on safari they cannot use behavior targeting for any ads this is a big deal when you consider that Safari makes up 53% of the mobile browser market in the U.S., which I never really think about, but people don't uninstall Safari. Well, you can't uninstall it, but people don't just get Google Chrome. <laughs> yeah, that's a big reason why. <laughs> yeah, like iPhone users, like, you don't just go out of your way to install Google Chrome. I don't think I did until I started working in digital marketing and realized it was a better search engine. Like, I didn't even know before. You didn't know Oh, they got DuckDuckGo on that That game? so much better. Safari's a joke. And it's, I still use Safari when I click on a link, it automatically opens in Safari. So if you're an iPhone user, even if you do have Google Chrome and it's your preferred browser, it's going to open up a lot of your links in Safari. You can't change that? I just use Safari by default because I'm one of those people. So you don't use Chrome? On my phone. Yeah, see? I think that's everyone. So since Safari launched that tracking prevention feature in 2017, the cost for reaching Safari users in an ad auction has fallen over 60%, which is a big jump. Time to buy. <laughs> Time to buy. Prices are going down. Go get some ads. <laughs> Unpersonalized ads, but go for it. And now we have an update brought to us by Stephen Johns, at Stephen Johns 21 on Twitter. He's always breaking the news. And he was in Google Ads this week and saw a new audience performance indicator. So... He's in his campaign in the audience tab, browsing audiences under targeting to add them. And next to some of the audiences, there's this little bar that has dots next to it, green dots. And it says these ratings indicate the potential for performance gains from low one dot to high five dots. He's like a human versionista. How did, it's one thing <laughs> to get these things, but you must be working 24 hours a day to see them all as soon as they happen. My immediate thought was like, what is his eyesight? Like he's got. He's got to be. He's got to have like laser vision. It's insane. And I'm not even in the audience tab every day. Like, how does he find this stuff? I was in there today, and I didn't have this. I so. didn't either. Boom. I never have it when Stephen John's 21 does. <laughs> it's very frustrating. That 21 maybe stands for his vision. 21, 21. It's even better than 2020. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, Jess. We don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> so nobody knows. Nobody has this yet on our team. I do have some questions. Like, I want to know what performance is. Doesn't say. If it's just clicks, I don't really care. Right. Sometimes I exclude audiences because I'm getting so many clicks and they're not who I want. Yeah. If if performance means impressions, maybe I don't want performance. So we'll have to see on that one. 
Next up, we talk a lot about political ads on the show, and we talk a lot about Facebook stance on them. So does everyone else. And they told us that they will not fact check, but that we shouldn't worry because we could always see them in the ad library and the public and journalists would know all the ads that were out there, which ones were running and who they were targeted to. Well, that is not the case anymore. At least temporarily it was this week. Tens of thousands of political ads went missing from Facebook's archive this week. And this was a really bad week for this to happen as the UK is electing their new parliament. And all of a sudden, the targeted ads run by the two main parties just vanished. And none of these ads were in the Facebook ad library for quite a while. Facebook has since said, we have fixed the bug and all impacted ads in the UK are now back in the ads library. But still... And I know they're saying it's a political thing. I noticed this before this broke, that the Facebook ads library was broken. You know, we used to have a segment in our after show called Life Hack or Life Hack. Yeah. I'll I'll do a live one here. When I'm buying something, especially during Christmas season, and I don't have a code for something, I go to people's Facebook ads and I see the remarketing ads they're doing and the offers that people give, and I use it. And I was looking for something for Nike, and I couldn't find any ad even though they were running ads. And so I knew that this was down. So I don't think it was like a targeted, hey, let's get rid of political stuff. It's just their ad library broke. So was it a life hack or life hack? That's definitely a life hack. My jaw dropped. There's some browser extensions that can help with that. Too. I know, but you still can that see. That is amazing, the, though. Yeah. Five years ago, I would have killed for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not only the political ads, but it is a really bad week for it to happen. And they're making such a big deal about how we shouldn't worry about their stance on political ads and this is basically the only transparency they have is that we can look at all the ads running at any time see who they're targeted to and it broke so go figure yeah maybe they need to up their game what is happening in organic well we've got lots of privacy news with a browser called brave it has tapped 10 million monthly active users question answer (laughs) that's not a question it's just a statement what do you got no i have a question so why would they choose brave when something like say backrub was available (laughs) because (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know everyone should go back and listen to episode 99 if they don't get the joke (laughs) so brave has seen a surge in user adoption where the monthly active users have doubled in a year and it is now 10.4 million monthly active users what brave does is they use of course a brave's basic uh, attention token which is a blockchain based (laughs) system where users get 40 percent of the ad revenue as a reward for their attention a little reward a little treat (laughs) for using brave Basic attention token. And before, there were 28,000 verified creators on things like Twitch, Twitter, Vimeo, where they had signed up. And now they have 340,000 creators that are brave, verified content creators. And this news comes from Search Engine Land and the gem of a human, Ginny Marvin, put this final sentence on there. It's, why should we care? He said, to be certain. Brave's market share doesn't even register among the competition of Chrome, Safari, Edge, etc. Doesn't even register. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> just all the stuff and then puts it right into perspective. So check it out. And I guess if you're trying to get a couple of extra shekels, maybe download the Brave <laughs> and see how you go. Next up is an article from Koi Wolf and John Henshaw. Domain prices are unregulated and rising at an alarming rate. We've talked about this a few weeks back where the .org has been sold to a for-profit from a nonprofit, And John has a look at some of the increases, including a .pro, which is increasing by 11% starting in 2020. And he talks about the fact that now there is no regulation on any kind of increases. One of the funny sentences, one of the funny paragraphs in the article says, you can submit comments to ICANN, and they will listen and do what the majority recommends. Just kidding. According to (laughs) Timothy B. Lee, senior tech policy reporter for Ars Technica, fewer than 0.07% of commenters thought it would be a good idea to remove the price cap on .org domains, while more than 98% opposed the change. They voted (laughs) to remove the price caps anyway. So good one to check out, and he gives a lot of advice on what you should do, what he's doing, Basically, just buying as much as you can now while the prices are low. 
Next up, TripAdvisor has acquired Single Platform to grow its digital marketing suite for restaurants. Sweet. <laughs> exactly. And the Single Platform is a menu management company where they allow it to be easier for restaurants to showcase what is on the menu that day, that week, that month. I don't know how often you change your menu. <laughs> but TripAdvisor has bought it up. And if you are looking for a menu software, I guess, app, I don't know what you call it, this is probably one to look at because they now have the backing of TripAdvisor. So uh, apparently 93% of diners check menus online before choosing a place to eat. So quick poll. Hmm. Do you guys check online? Yeah, I checked one last night because I want to go to this fancy restaurant this weekend, but sometimes fancy means like duck confit. (laughs) 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 Or like... There is like some tongue of something on the menu. Oh. Yeah. Tongue of anything I, sounds not. We decided not to like just to go to cocktails because there's not anything we are going to agree on. I, I always check. Okay. Yeah. And you? You're vegetarian. Yeah. So. so I always check to make sure I can eat something. Okay, yeah. I think I'm a cafe. If you get a good recommendation for somebody you trust, I'll just go there. Yeah. But don't yeah. you like talk about what they ate when they're giving you the recommendation? I feel like that's kind of like looking at the menu. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you've seen me. <laughs> You're right. Greg doesn't care about food. He just needs it to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. All right, next up, Google's BERT is rolling out worldwide. And in case you forgot, BERT <laughs> is short for bi-directional encoder representations from Transformers and helps Google understand what a sentence is about. So it's not as much as about the keywords and combinations, but more about what the context is within a sentence or a phrase. What does it mean? Birder results, hopefully, across the world. <laughs> I and, looked at you like, what? You mean better? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Better. <laughs> <laughs> and this was announced by Danny Sullivan on his at search liaison account and sort of on his at Danny Sullivan account, but not really. And the announcement came saying it was rolling out to over 70 languages worldwide. Now they just started naming them. They started naming the languages. There's a big old post full of languages. It's pretty awesome. Like if you're, they're just literally four tweets full of languages that they support. I didn't know there were so many languages. I didn't either, but I really appreciate this list. Yeah, there are languages that I've never heard of and I probably don't even know what their alphabets look like. <laughs> oh my God. This is officially my favorite thing that's happened in a long time. Well, that's because we made it after all the Bert and Ernie jokes. Bert? There were a lot of those. And then when it went aside, now there's some better ones. Thankfully, you were on maternity leave yeah. during that. But anyway, it covers everything. If you have a question as to if your language is covered, it probably is, unless you're probably. the 73rd language. <laughs> My other favorite thing with this, it goes through it goes through the languages. It's like Albanian, Amric, Arabic, Armenian, blah, blah, blah. It goes through them all like in alphabetical order. <laughs> Three levels of that. And then also it says, oh, in Spanish too. <laughs> Because it was almost in perfect alphabetical like that order. Been the first one. <laughs> well, that's not how alphabetical. Wait, so works. is no? But they have V's at the end. They put sh- Spanish should have been like the most important one, right? They Why missed they it with it the out? S's. They of went all the ones to list to miss. I don't know. Even I know Spanish a little bit. We. Oui. <laughs> that's French. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, next up, Google has revealed the top trending searches of 2019 along with the trends they have in overproduced video. Oh. That talks about the biggest trends being heroes. Really, like the biggest trends aren't heroes. They're things that are just strange, a lot of cricket. There's always a lot of cricket. A lot of people are interested in cricket. Like the wireless carrier? No, no definitely not that. <laughs> like, oh, the sport. Yeah. The sport, cricket. <laughs> tell what world I live in. So I wanted to go through with you and see if you could pick out, maybe we'll go, we'll go, if you could get who will be able to, out of Jess or Shep, get one of the top 10 most searched celebrities in 2019. Taylor Allison Swift. Absolutely not. (laughs) Wait. Okay. I know my next guess already. Um, Kylie Jenner? No. Lizzo? No. You're kidding. No. Okay. Wait, I get another one. Go. Um, Walt Disney. No. What? Are you- I always pick him. <laughs> okay. I'm 
trying to think of when things happened. Okay. I'll just Harvey not, Weinstein. No. Wait, I have one more. That guy that's on SNL that I think dated your he girl, Hope, think. Ariana Grande. Didn't he date her? That guy. What's his Fred, name? Fred Ward. Yeah. Are people searching for him? No. Wait, who's huh. someone who died? Whitney Houston? They would be. No, no. that was many moons ago. <laughs> um, many Jupiter moons ago. Um, who died this year? They would be searched. Um, you, you're just not going to get it. Who? Anyway, the video is the video is <laughs> about the video is about heroes. Number one, Antonio Brown. Who? Sports player. Antonio Banderas. Oh, see, I knew it was going to be bad people. He's a bad exactly. guy, right? Number two, oh. Neymar. I don't know what happened there. James Charles, Jesse Smollett, Jane Hart, oh. Billie Eilish. The only hero on here is Greta Thunberg. You don't think Billie year. Eilish is a hero? Her no, songs put me to sleep. R. Kelly? You think he's a hero? Oh, Why God. are you going to be I was heroes. on the right track knowing those bad people. Jacqueline Phoenix? How do you even say his name? I don't even know how to Joaquin? say it. Joaquin? I think. Why was say he it searched? J. For the Joker. But he's an, he, he but no, he's an anti-hero. It's not heroes. So Why? get out of here with your video. Why <laughs> is R. Kelly on there? <laughs> not, he's not a hero. But of no. course, if you watch the video, you think people love heroes. That doesn't make any sense. Next up, Google is bringing new features to the app plus web properties in Google Analytics. This was introduced in July, and now there's more data that we'll be able to see. One of the new pieces of information we'll get is cohort analysis, where you'll be able to compare engagement between groups of similar users with more metric and dimension breakdowns and user lifetime insight into the lifetime activity of a group of users based on custom dimensions that you choose. So if you have an app and if you've got a website, check it out. There's now more information that helps to stitch those two together. Love it. Another big change in local piggybacking off of what Shep talked about in the ad side is now there are some carousels of reviews that are showing in Google local listings. It's pretty crazy to look at it. It is a very big and bold star along with snippets from reviews. And you can take a look in the show notes to see what is happening. Funny thing is we're looking at the <laughs> article and one of the reviews is a totally fake review. Definitely. <laughs> it's crazy. It's about insurance. <laughs> it's about an insurance agent. And the review says, you'd be shocked at what State Farm can offer you and your family over and above insurance! Exclamation. Who, who, who writes that? Nobody, nobody uses an exclamation point when talking about insurance. Shocked. Fair point. <laughs> they were shocked. Shocked. So this is just a feature that was seen by Anil Badal um, and confirmed by Google spokesperson, but just a test in the wild. Next up is one of my favorite things of 2019, oh. probably. Introducing what is it just in time for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Unsplash for brands. I'm a big Unsplash guy. Mm. You, if you don't know what it is, it's a royalty-free stock photo site and it's fantastic photography it's like they made a stock photo site and had somebody actually look at the submissions that came through <laughs> I was like, and a designer did it you know and i've always thought how are they making money turns Excellent out question they now have unsplash for brands and i thought looking at this initially that you'd just be able to license it integrate it somehow and it was going to be a big shakedown it is not what you can do is if you're a brand, you can submit branded materials to Unsplash and they will list it because everybody uses Unsplash now. It is a genius move where the example that they had, one of them was the fact that it was a camera or a Chromebook, let's say. The images for maybe laptops might be Google Chromebooks. And then all of a sudden you've got people using different brands out there. Another one was for Square, and you're looking at a POS system or something like that, and all of a sudden it's a Square unit that looks cool. People are using it in all these different publications, and it's just extra brand awareness through stock photography, and it just blew my mind. And it feels really organic still, at least mm -hmm. in those examples that we saw. Like the Square one was really nice. It was subtle. It was there, but it looked like a picture I would still use. Yeah, I thought it was a well-done iteration of what North Face tried to do with Wikipedia <laughs> earlier this year. What a journey. All right. BuzzFeed is setting up a shopping tab. And of course, it was Jane Manstrom Wong that found it. She finds everything at Wong M. Jane on Twitter. And you can 
guess if you're interested in schlepping some more product, <laughs> head on over to see if you can get into their shopping. Are you going to buy any uh, quizzes this year or give out as gifts? They've got a lot of Baby Yoda stuff, so. Ooh. Oh, great. I'll check that out. Greg's favorite. <laughs> Greg's favorite. <laughs> All right. Next up, Google's displaying the availability of products on image search results page. This feature was spotted by Frank Sandman, who noticed a feature in English when he was searching Magic the Gathering Commander decks. I was just searching this last night. I didn't see it. <laughs> When I no, did you my search Frank saw it. It's actually cool. One of the things I'm going to give credit for, even though I think it's a little bit of a malicious intent, not malicious, a self-serving attempt, let's say, is the products markup that Google has shows, surfaces more products that aren't Google shopping, that's only paid, but you can see more products listed. And now you can see if it's in stock or out of stock. Um, it's still a very poor experience. If you actually <laughs> click on those products, you don't get to actual products. You get to different Google search listings with a big shopping ad. That's why mm. I think they're doing it to be self-serving. Try it. Look in an industry. Click on a product that shows up on what is that rich data. You're going to see a big old ad in the right-hand side, and it's not good results in the search. But anyway, now it's going to be a big red out of stock if they don't have it, and green in stock for those in stock items. Okay, analytics platform Retina has an integration with Shopify that gives merchants access to predictive analytics to hopefully find out the CLV, the customer lifetime value of somebody that comes on board. There is a free Retina Go tool if you're a Shopify store user that you can install and implement for free. Pretty nice. One of those things where you can hopefully um, really track the value more on the front end and not look at everything, especially for a software as a service company or a subscription box company where people do stick around and spend a lot more um, or even anything that's just a routine purchase. Okay, and lastly here on my side, you can say goodbye to robocalls. Maybe, I'm adding the maybe in. <laughs> the Traced Act passes through the U.S. House. And this is the Telephone Robocall Abuse Criminal Enforcement and Deterrence, or TRACED Act. Sometimes I think they just put too many words in there so they make the acronym sound Yeah, good. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. <laughs> like 100%. Make it the Robocall Act. Get rid of it. That's got a nice yeah. ring to it. You don't, you don't need everything like that. Anyway, it's going to push for carriers to implement a caller authentication system and require companies to block the calls for free. So this is anticipated to be passed by the Senate in the coming weeks. And it could be signed into law before Christmas. There's a funny mention from a Frank Pallone, a Democrat out of New Jersey, who said, today the House is giving Americans back control of their phones. <laughs> All right. Hey, did you, did you take it? Did you take it? You're giving it back? Oh. The House is giving it back. Yeah. Like so who has it now? Is the, the robocallers the, is the house? Yeah. Is it Frank? The telephone robocallers. Okay. The T and traced. I still like the idea I had a few weeks back on the after show better, where you have to pay to pay a quarter to call. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I was here for ago. that. Yeah. Anyway. That was a good idea. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. It was a pretty pretty smart pretty idea. Pretty decent. Yeah. What's happening in social, Jess? All right. First up here in social, this is from TechCrunch. Snapchat cameos edit your face into videos. And the article states that Snapchat is preparing to launch a big new feature that uses your selfies to replace the faces of people in videos you can then share. Essentially, Question. oh, what if you don't have any selfies? You have you can take one in the oh, app. Okay. That's it's a feature. Cool. It is they they have accounted for those folks that don't have selfies. And essentially, their words not mine. It's a simplified way to deep fake you into gifs. I think they're using the term deep yeah. fake a little bit loosely. This here. is what Greg would call a shallow fake. <laughs> Ooh. I, 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 this is a medium. This is a jib jab. Yeah, they did. They the said it's kind of like are, jib jab. Yeah, comedically funny, bad. Well, this the is deep this, fakes I, are the intent is wrong, and this is like a jib jab, just like a fun in the middle. It's like a three foot. No, that's shallow. Like a four it, foot. Yeah, it's a. They <laughs> put a person's <laughs> face on a bird. You're not so whatever is, you would qualify that as. It's definitely not something you'd be diving into. Uh, I'm surprised nobody's mad. To be honest. About this? Yeah. Well, all the birds out there. <laughs> like, don't take my face. No, I guess. <laughs> well, first of all, it's, I mean, it's just with a limited, you can't just do it to any video. There's like a library of videos. So I think that 
helps maybe stifle some problematic things that could happen. But it kind of looks really fun, and I'm adding it to the list of things I didn't know that I wanted. But it's also on the list of things that I can't have because I don't use Snapchat. <laughs> but hopefully something like Bitmoji where eventually it makes its way into like a Chrome extension or something that a grandma like myself can play with. So look for it. If you do use Snapchat, it's rolling out to iOS and Android globally on December 18th. So just in time for the holidays. <laughs> Sorry, chef, I can't stop. <laughs> and big news for small businesses or anyone with little budget to put towards making nice things, Canva is going to launch video editing capabilities in 2020. So the aim here is to make creating quality video content easy and cheap or hopefully free. There's no word yet on whether the new video features will be available in the free version of Canva or not. But the tool is going to come with free assets like stock video, music, and even animated stickers, which I figured <laughs> just really is the icing on the cake there. Obviously, nothing beats having 100% original content and a killer video editing team, but not everybody can have that. So this is huge for people that have you know not a large amount of resources for editing video. And that's something to look forward to, like I said, in 2020. But if you want to look back at 2019, Twitter's got you. Next up here, they've released the top trends of 2019 this week. And you can check the link in the show notes for the full list of all that. Can I guess? Heroes? A lot of heroes in there? I, well, it depends what you consider heroes. They didn't say heroes specifically, but I looked through some of the lists and there's some things... I guess you would call folks that are still into Family Guy here in 2019 heroes because they've been going strong forever. That was number what? eight. Yeah. In the top 10 shows worldwide, number okay. eight was Family Guy. Words, they must be into that in like Australia or something. Maybe. I don't know. I just didn't realize. Like I know the show is still on, but are people like really hyping it up? I guess. Quick story. Yeah. I haven't watched the Family Guy in 10 years. For some reason, it came. the TV came on after a football game or something and the Family Guy was on. The family guy. <laughs> and my, my wife's like, who watches this? And I'm like, it's like a solid four. She's like, it's not a four. We watched it. It was really funny. It was? Was it, it was a new episode? Garbage Island. It was really funny. Oh. I'm, maybe I'll have to I get mean, back to it. I mean, it was like it. a six out of ten funny. But that's it was funny. Still, yeah. that's impressive after all these years. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think like I'd cartoons. Oh, you don't? Do you like sports? Like I have a, a nice sports Pixar thing. movie is fine, but I just, I never like any cartoons. Have you ever watched The Family Guy? No, but I don't think I would like it. I don't know if you would, actually. That might not be the one for you. I don't like cartoons because they do things on the cartoons that, like, a human wouldn't do that's really gross, and they think it's okay, but it still grosses me out. Like, Spongebob, like, drool or his eyes get all red, and I don't want to see that. Oh, yeah. I don't like the red-eyed Spongebob. It's really freaky, like, when he's all dried yeah, out. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Do you like sports, though? Sometimes. Okay. So, the number five male athlete this year was Kawhi Leonard, my boy. Any guesses when the last time he tweeted was? I'm going to go 2012. You have an answer? Um, <laughs> or a guess. 2015. Yeah, 2015. Boardman doesn't tweet, but he was still number five on the Twitter. Was it a good tweet at least? I didn't even look at what it was. How dare you? We'll pull it. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> All right. In other trends news, Pinterest is launching a new tool, which is aptly named Pinterest Trends. And it will give a view of the top U.S. search terms within the past 12 months and look into when those search terms peak so you can better understand how content performs on Pinterest. It's pretty much this kind of the same as Google Trends and how that works, but for Pinterest. So obviously, it's a huge deal for brands that are running content, whether it's organic or paid on the platform, because these insights, again, are specific to Pinterest. So it's still in beta at the moment, but it's going to be rolling out on desktop to the U.S. in a few weeks. So look out for that. And last here in the social news, iOS users that dig privacy will be happy to know that they can now use incognito mode in Google Maps. So that's really exciting. Android users have apparently already had this for several months. So Apple folks are catching up, sort of. Uh, Google also announced that there are new features coming to Android, like being able to bulk delete one's location history in their timeline. And that's coming next month with no word on when the iOS version will come out. So that was a very boring story. Quick take. I don't like incognito Google Maps. It makes me think you're doing something inappropriate mm -hmm. in getting there. Well, and you're using Google Maps and you want to hide it from people. It's just people who are 
don't want like the government to watch them. It's like people who put tape over their webcam. Well, don't use Google Maps then. Get, yeah. get it off your phone. I have been in my new house for two months and Google Maps still thinks I live in my old house and it's always like 13 minutes to home. You can change oh, it pretty like, easy. Figure it out. Yeah. Greg, you know I won't. <laughs> Maybe. No, but don't you think like if you are using Google Maps to get somewhere and you're like incognito mode, you're not going to be doing something good. What if you're not you're, going to do something good. You're not giving you're out gifts. you're buying a gifts. Christmas present. That's what I was going to say. Or going to a surprise party location. Yeah. Okay, you just foiled me. I take <laughs> I, it back. I mean, we're just trying to think of all the wholesome folks out there that might be listening that are really excited about this feature. We don't want to make any assumptions about our listeners. We have wholesome listeners? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Glenn gave is a content. precious gem. There you are. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, I mean... That's something that's happening. It's, you know, a little bit of a boring story to end on, but we could have done a better job mapping out the article list. <laughs> Did I save it? No. Definitely not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. Chip. What's been happening with your accounts lately? So this was something that happened like after we recorded last week and before the episode dropped, it was bad timing, but Google ads explanations came out. It's old news now, but I have used them and they're really cool. And you go to your campaign grid with all your campaigns in there and um, you have to be comparing the previous time period and it'll show It's not for everything. It's like impressions, clicks, and something else. It's not for conversions, I know, which is annoying. Mm -hmm. And it'll be blue highlighted and clickable, and you can click on it, and it'll open up a tab that's an explanation, and it basically goes into your change history for that campaign and says everything you've changed between those two time periods. And I think it's really neat, and I liked it, and I used it, I think, every day this week. That is really nice. I also have a shout-out to the change history Um, I was going to say something negative about how Facebook ads is still really clunky, but I thought for our 100th episode, I would have something positive to say. So I was troubleshooting um, some campaigns in a client's account this week that just stopped serving, and I was trying to figure out why, and I didn't have the explanations there to help me. They were video campaigns, and I was trying to figure out again why they just stopped serving. So I went back to the change history, which I know this is basic stuff, but sometimes it's just nice to be reminded to go back to basics, and it just ended up being a change in target CPA that was a little bit too drastic. So I wouldn't say I reverted it. I definitely went with what the intent was there to try and lower the CPAs, but I just didn't lower them so much and things came back up. So again, sometimes simple fixes and shout out to change history. Nice. And I've been working with some shopping campaigns that quite massive, lots, just a lot in the feed basically, Mm. and came up with some kind of radical ideas of figuring out how to get smart bidding going. But the problem is there's in-stock stuff, there's things that you don't necessarily want to sell and things with higher margins. So we basically kind of reduplicated a lot of campaigns and got really creative with it and tried to work around some feed issues that couldn't really deal with um, and just duplicated campaigns, turn things on, turn things off, and bid differently, gave things different budgets. And it's just because you're stuck with something doesn't mean you are stuck with it for life, figure out different ways around it. And now we're going to take that and probably um, this is a, a B2B thing. Um, so we're probably going to duplicate it again for some mobile stuff so that we can really temper things the right way, as you were talking about before. So uh, again, just be creative with shopping stuff. And then also from accounts, uh, for the first time, I think, in our 100 episodes, we'll give a little mention to our parent company here, Cypress North. We actually have room for a client now, if anybody's interested. So if you're interested, head on over to marketing at, at Marketing Clock on a social platform of your choice or marketingclock.com. By the time we hear this, so we might have that filled. But if you need some paid management, give us a shout. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. This week's WTH comes from BuzzFeed. Not from their shopping segment, but from their news segment as a Facebook contractor who has paid thousands of dollars in bribes to reactivate banned ads accounts has been fired. This is an exclusive. I love it too. Exclusive. Exclusive. 
You heard it here first. So apparently the behavior, according to Facebook, is absolutely prohibited under their ad policies and the individual is no longer working with Facebook. So let's just get that out of the way. It's not still going on. But this happened for a shady affiliate marketer, according mm. to BuzzFeed. So you know it's shady. <laughs> and the, these people, their, their contact at Facebook could reactivate the ad accounts that were banned due to a policy violation um, and they would pay off the employee. They would reactivate the ads account, and then at some point down the road, it would be banned again, and they could go to a certain employee, and it would be turned on again. So bad. Yeah. According to the article, this company, this affiliate marketing company or affiliate you know, spamming company, let's, let's be honest, <laughs> they had more than one person inside of Facebook that could turn the ads back on for a fee. That's spooky. It, first of all, I have a lot to say about this. The fee was what five thousand dollars initially, and then three thousand dollar like retainer or something. That this yeah, person you could tried like to... sign him on, so yeah. he would be at your beck and call to reactivate your account whenever it got shut down. But then there's like, chat what are you logs. up to? Well, he's up to stupidity because there's just chat log. Like they have the records of these chats yeah. or like, and it's very casual the way that they were talking to each other. And it's just like, do you not even care that somebody's watching and you're going to get fired? I guess not. <laughs> it's yeah. It, I almost Facebook is in our WTH like every single week. And I almost <laughs> felt bad for them with this one because the guy was a contractor and it's like, you can't work with that many contractors. Like, this is why. So bad. You got to trust people. But it's hard to reach someone when you really have a problem as yeah. a legitimate marketer. Exactly. And these folks just found their way into a yeah. person that could just do magical things for money on the side. We should have had this guy, like, in our phone book to call. Seriously. When our accounts got shut down for dumb reasons. What's that word you like? Umbridge? I take umbrage. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, WTH and then some. Not cool. And they say there's a few people in the company that they were working with. No mm -hmm. word on if any of them have been removed. Yeah. Who are they? we got to sniff them yeah, out. Yeah, they did actually say they were removed. Oh. They did? I thought they said they were still <laughs> trying to find them. No. They said um, the individual is no longer working with Facebook. They did only say The individual. one guy, yeah. Yeah. They, the, the other moles may still be out in the wild. Mm. So get a couple of Benjamins and shoot, 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 shoot. take a picture with yourself so it doesn't get picked up by the text recognition next time you need a, need a favor over there. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is full page screen capture, and it does exactly what the name implies. It captures the full view of any page really easily, too. You just pop in the URL of the page you want to capture, and boom, a downloadable image of, you guessed it, the full page. So it's super handy, and you can check it out at fullpagescreencapture.com. You make it a presentation, getting on a Canva, head on mm. over, just quickly grab that. You don't have to edit anything. You don't have to trim. You just get the full page. I think it'll be nice for clients mostly. You can look at their page or like a competitor's page that you want to compare to it all at once. All at once. And it's really quick too. I've used other tools that do this and it like takes a couple seconds, but this is quick. I love it. Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week is an article so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. It comes from Glenn Gabe, at Glenn Gabe on Twitter, the wholesome Glenn Gabe. <laughs> and he has an article called User Comments and the Difference Between Indexable and Indexed. Our blog and article comments helping your site SEO-wise. He basically has a really in-depth article on how you can SEO it for your <laughs> comments. But in reality, he talks about um, how Googlers, John Mueller and Gary, talked about comments and kind of mean a, your community is thriving and that it's general quality signal. And talks about how you can get those comments to aid you and why indexable might not be indexed. So a few of the breakdowns he's got is comments in the static versus rendered HTML, 
um, how you might be missing the second part of the equation, uh, that indexed aspect, and then goes through a four-step process about the difference between indexability and indexing, talking about one, if your comments are indexable, two, the indexable doesn't mean index and how you can know what the difference is and test yourself, three, how you can publish comments in static HTML, which is your safest bet, and then four, how you can block user comments from being indexed by requiring user action, which helps to increase the quality. So definitely check it out. Head on over to G Squared Interactive, which is gsqi.com. Check it out in our show notes if you want the quick link. Thank you, Glenn. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you to Search Engine Journal and Danny Goodwin's big old 174-page <laughs> document, the biggest SEO trends of 2020, according to 58 experts, many of which have been on our show in our previous iteration. And you can check it out, see the top 10 SEO trends to watch in 2020, searchenginejournal.com forward slash 2020-seo-trends. If you like it, go on, download the PDF. And if you're looking for another great podcast, don't miss this week's episode of the Search Engine Journal show. This week, it's Mike Greenan of Acronym, and he's talking about learning to rank, information retrieval, and the death of SES the once prominent search engine conference. Definitely going to be a banger. Check it out. <laughs> it is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from today's show on marketingoclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we got a hundred more coming right at you. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Heck, the 100th episode. And we have a brand new game. This is our 100th show in a row anniversary. So I want to talk about some other notable milestones and how far other shows other credentials that actors, musicians have had. And we're going to do this with Price is Right rules. Oh. So I'm going to list something out. We're going to take your best guess and be awarded a point if you get it right, if you get closest, without going over. Can't go over. Okay. Price First off, right. how many episodes of Seinfeld were oh, there? Oh, oh, oh. I'm so bad at math. 500? Jess? 12. How on earth did Jess win with 12? Yeah, with there the There were tactics. 180 <laughs> episodes. I'm so bad with numbers. You guessed 12 episodes. Really? That's not even like a season. No, I just wanted to go low because I figured they were going high. Yeah, yeah it was move. tactical. Okay, next up. <laughs> so I'm already so bad at this game. <laughs> How many Beatles studio albums were produced? Full studio albums from the Beatles. Jess, you go first. Nine. Eight. Ten. Hope has a win. There were Let's 12 go. Get out of here. We're tied. <laughs> okay, this is a big one here. How many credits, filmography credits, does Ernest Borgnine have? Who, Rest his soul. Who's that? Is she? Ernest. She? Ernest Borgnine. Ernest, er, Ernest, like Ernest goes to camp? Yeah, Ernest Borgnine. You'll know him. Duck, duck, go him right now. Don't Google Don't, the it. doesn't answer. even come oh, up when you search. Oh, here he is. I'm not looking at him. Is it Ernest like the okay, Ernest? Show what Ernest looks like. Show me Ernest. Ernest, <laughs> Ernest goes guys, to camp. Ernest? He never goes in incognito mode. Oh, no, that's maps. not the person at he all. He died in 2012, Shep. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> incognito mode didn't even exist. Aw, what do we know him from? Oh, he looks so happy. Um, I haven't seen that. What made you okay. look up Wait, what this was man? the question? I thought everybody likes Ernest. <laughs> he looks likable. I just. <laughs> we need to IMDB him later. What was the question? Filmography uh, credits? Yes. This counts TV and counts movies. Um, he's probably got a lot. Hope's got to go first. Go. Okay. I'll go 30. Okay. I was going to go 96. Two. I'm going to go with Jess's two. He has 208 credits. Wow. One he's been in a lot of things. One of the highest credited oh out there. Good for him. How many <laughs> Jerry Springer shows have their back? Okay. Oh, God. Oh, whoa. Who's going first? You can go first, up. Okay, I think he's on every day. That's not enough. No, <laughs> how many shows? <laughs> this is not a team 372. thing. 372. 
No, that's like one year. Wait, it's wait, that's mine. Can we break this we logic down quick? Yeah. I think he's at every day. There's 365 days a year. All right. Huh. Everyone rolled their eyes when I said that, so I thought I was wrong. It's okay. got to be thousands. Jess, go. I'm going to go 5,200. I'm confused by the question. I'm confused by the question. But the thing from rent, 525,600 yeah. minutes. Anyway, I'm going to go 5,026. Is this like separate shows does he have? Yeah, episodes. Or episodes. Episodes. Four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> Rude. Okay, Jess somehow was fifty-eight shows off. What? On the right side of it, Jess wins again. I should have gone one up. Your resident math there guy. There were five thousand eighty-four episodes of Jerry Springer show. Is it over with? No, he's still going strong. I think it's going. I think so. Yeah. I thought it was a trick question. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're chef. gonna. Chef, you haven't scored yet, so you're gonna always finish last. How about that? Okay. Okay, Jess. <laughs> this is catered to you. You've got inside information as you have interacted with this person. How many <laughs> filmography credits does Tom Arnold have? <laughs> who is that? Is he the you guy who dated who Drew Barrymore? No, he dated um, <laughs> Roseanne. <laughs> or he was married to her. You're thinking of Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, got it. I have interacted with this person. I'm so uh, rubbing elbows right now. Um, 127. Hope. 105. Chip? I hate this game. <laughs> 201. Chip, you have no idea what game theory is. You should have said 128. I tried that every other time and it didn't work. Well, uh, you bid over. So Jess wins. It's 169. Jess is cleaning house here, but we're just going to keep on going. How many episodes of the now-ended TV show Guiding Light? It ended in 2009. Why do you pick the most random shows that no one has ever watched? To quote Guiding Chef, Light? I think it's on every day. I've never heard of it. How many what? episodes of Guiding Light have there been? I can picture the intro in my mind. What's wrong with you people? Are you, going, you go first because you're winning. All right. 5,087. Okay. Oh. I don't think it's that. Now you're just trying to embarrass me. It's a soap opera, guys. It's, it's a soap it opera? Is. Thank you for that information. You're welcome. What'd you say, 5,000? 5, 5,087. I don't know how long it's been on. Forever. It's not on anymore. 3,000? Okay, Jeff. I'm going to go over again. <laughs> <laughs> 6,002. Shops on the board. There were 15,762 Whoa. episodes of Guiding Light. Wow. That's incredible. That is. And it had like a little lighthouse graphic. Okay. This one is geared towards Shep. How many episodes of Gilmore Girls have there been? Ooh. When have we ever talked about Gilmore Don't Girls? Don't you like that show? It's okay. I think there's like <laughs> nine seasons. Don't, you're giving the information out to your competitors. Okay. Just I wish I first. hadn't said oh. that because then you're... Oh, okay, go. 104. Okay. Hope? 70. Shep? 312. Shep, your game theory is amazingly <laughs> bad. <laughs> Jess said 104, and you went 200 over. I thought it was higher. Je- All you got to do is win with 105, 105. <laughs> and you lost instead. And it was 153. I'm to get it on the nose. And this is your favorite show. <laughs> I'm trying to get it on the nose. Okay. I never said... I've never I, talked to you about Gilmore Girls okay. in my life. It's a, this is fake news. Now you have. Okay. We got three left here to round out our 10. Oh, God. Nick Cage filmography credits. Jess. Oh. Big Nick Cage fan. I love him. Nick Cage. Um, it's got to be huge. It's got to be like 64. Okay. Hope. Was it everyone else in the hundreds? 100. Okay. Yeah, Shop. but that guy's really old. That I'm not going with Kids. Good. Okay. 201. 200, you're over. <laughs> if you would have said 101, you would have won. Using my advice. <gasps> Hope's a big winner. Nick Cage. Nick Cage is my boy. Okay, there were 103. Oh. So we hope you're three off. Oh, that's really good. I'm, so, I'm his biggest fan. Okay. I'll tell him next time I see him. How many number one albums has Taylor Swift produced? Is Jess, your first? Is this Billboard? Dun, dun, dun. Billboard. I really don't know. Okay. Number one Is this albums? a trick question with the, the word no, produced? Number one song. Oh, num- has she made Do albums? you rank it like for a week? Sorry, what's the Is question? Is it like a week or have a to, year? You have to get Billboard on the blower. I don't okay. know. <laughs> you got Jess. How many In times? Seven. Seven. How many times has she been on Billboard? Num- what was the has, question? She had a Albums. number one album on Billboard. 
Not by weeks to the album we're looking at. Ten. Okay. I'm going to say four, and they are Lover, Fearless, <laughs> Red, and 1989. Shep, you are on the board. There have been six. She has seven albums, six of which have made the it The one that didn't was Taylor Swift. Yes, what did you say? I said seven. Ten. Oh. Oh, whatever. I you said ten. Over. You were close. Yeah. You were both over. I had the correct number of albums. Should have went down. Period. Okay, and lastly, how many Grammy-winning songs does Slipknot have? And Jess, you don't get to go first. Hope, go first. Slipknot. Grammy-winning songs. One. Zero. Ouch. <laughs> I don't know the answer. I would have guessed one, but I guess I'll guess two. Hope is a big winner. They won a Grammy. Let's of course go. they did. In their genre, they are gods. Okay. okay so the final <laughs> outcome is Shep making one. <laughs> Hope having three and Jess having the rest. So it's six. better than I thought I would do, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty right. good. Happy 100. And we will see you next week for 101.